Welcome in to the newest edition of the Justin Time Sports Podcast. I am your host, Justin Jackson. In this week's episode, I'll be discussing the conclusion of the NBA Finals and talk about the outlook for both teams for next season and this offseason. Now, if you're returning here, you already know what I'm about to say, but if you're new here, sit back and get ready to learn something. Also, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the Justin Time Sports Podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And also, don't forget to follow and turn on the post notifications for the social media at JTime Sports on all your favorite social media platforms. Now, as always, like I said, sit back and get ready to learn something. Welcome into the show. It's going to be a quick episode. Um, it won't be my usual 45 minutes to an hour. Um, shout out to all you guys for listening in, for tuning in, um, and for coming into the podcast today. Um, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets are in order. They won five games. Um, I gave them I gave the Miami Heat the respect of getting two games out of this series. I said, Spokeshire, get them one. Jimmy Butler had one of those 40-point soirees and gets him a second game. I mean, the soiree never came. Um, but I want to I start off where I dive too far off into slander and other things. I want to give Miami Heat credit. They were an eight seed. I believe the second eight seed ever to win the East. Um, the 99 New York Knicks did it in the strike sorting season. They did they lost to the uh, Spurs, I want to say. But the 99 uh, Knicks did it. In a strike shortened season, uh, they went Patrick Ewing's only time in the finals. Uh, they ended up going winning the East, which actually they weren't really a true eight seed. I think first through eight was separated by like three games, and Ewing missed some time that season. It was a really weird season, um, but they ended up making it um, as the first ever eight seed to win the East. They made it to the finals. The Miami Heat joined them this season. Again, as an eight seed, they were pretty much, well, they're really a seven seed, but they play end. Into the eight seed, they lost to the Hawks. Um, they ended up in eight seed. They had a great run. They put the they put the Bucks out in what five, put the Knicks out in six, um, staved off the three zero comeback from the Celtics, winning a game seven in Boston. When people like myself were saying if they don't win game six in Miami, they have no chance of winning game seven in Boston, um, and they did. Um, and so kudos to them. And they even took game two in Denver, which I didn't think was going to happen. I didn't think Denver was going to drop a home game um, in this series at all. Um, or in this season. No, in hindsight, based on my prediction, is six, they kind of had to at some point. Um, but, you know, kudos to the Miami Heat for taking game two. But for the, what, fourth game out of five in this series, the Heat don't get 100 points. Nash don't even get 90 this time. I said it after game two. So a lot of people that would listen, and also I believe I said it on the podcast. The Miami Heat made 17 threes. They basically had no turnovers. They pretty much played a perfect game of offensive basketball. And Jamal Murray, who didn't play well in that game, Jokic only had four assists. 
Jamal Murray is shooting a step back three over Jimmy Butler to send the game in overtime that he left about three inches short. Otherwise, that shot goes in, and I may have been recording after game four talking about a, a Denver Nuggets sweep. Um, absolute domination from the Nuggets in all areas. Eric Spolster tried everything he could. I mean, if I look at it from the Heat perspective, Spolster tried everything he could, and I know Udonis Haslam, um, which shout out to a great career uh, for Udonis Haslam as he is uh, retiring and walking away. Um, shout out him, integral part of the Miami Heat three titles uh, during his four titles, three titles during his career. Uh, integral part of them, especially 06. Um, he was in his prime and in the LeBron D. Wade era. He was coming out of his prime, still contributed somewhat, but, um, you know, it was an integral part of those three teams. He's been in all six of the finals. Um, so again, congratulations to Haslam on an amazing career, but he spoke about it actually took pretty strong offense to Chris Haynes, um, question or comment about how, or a question really about how it could just be the talent gap, how the Miami Heat are just not good enough to play against, um, the Denver Nuggets. And it's, you know, eventually that undrafted second round pick thing has to come up. Like, it's one of those things where, like, at a certain point, this has to be addressed. Um, and so, yeah, Nikola Jokic is the youngest. He's the lowest draft pick ever to win a finals MVP. He was picked 41. Famously, he was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. Um, you know, if you got, if you got to watch the NFL draft, it gets really popular um, in day three where rounds four through seven where the picks are coming in so fast and these networks still have to do um, finances. They do have to do. They, they got to pay their bills, um, and so they sell ads and stuff. Well, these ads aren't pigeonholed by certain pick times now. They just come on, and so you may miss three or four draft picks that just come across the bottom of the screen, the ticker tape style, because the ad space is running. Now, when it comes back, the broadcast will talk about, oh, this guy was picked here, that guy was picked there, etc. Um, well, Jokic was in that same spot with the NBA. He actually was drafted during a Taco Bell Chalupa commercial, uh, which I believe is the combination between a burrito and a quesadilla. Um, so he was drafted uh, during a Chalupa commercial. And so, again, the Haslam took offense to it, but even Jokic was a draft pick, 41st. The Miami Heat had multiple undrafted players playing heavy minutes here. Struess and Martins uh, jump out to me quickly. And then, you, and then with the cast-offs, like the Charlotte Hornets cut Kayla Martin. Um, Matt Struess was shipped off out of um, out of Boston. You have Tyler Hero who fell a little bit in the draft. You have Kyle Lowry that was sent away from Toronto after they got their title. Um, Jimmy Butler's been cast off multiple teams. He got cast out of Chicago. He got sent out of Minnesota. He got sent out of Philly. Um... You know, it's kind of was not the land of misfit toys, but in a way, it was the band of misfits where it was just all oh, you had an issue over here. Uh, you had an issue over here. Come join us. You were under uh, drafted here. Come join us. You know, you, you were a free agent. You worked hard. and You came like come join us. It was the land of misfits, and ultimately, they just didn't have the talent. They didn't have the size. Didn't have the genetic makeup 
or anything to bang with the Denver Nuggets and to really make this a competitive series. But now that we've talked about the real runner-ups, the second-place guys, the guys who are going to fly back to Miami, sad. It's going to be a quiet plane ride, I imagine. It is time to move on to the champs, the Denver Nuggets. They secured their first title in franchise history in the year 47 of the franchise existence. Um, it breaks the 2016 Cavs, actually, for the longest um time without a championship and so the Cavs did it in 45 years with the 46 years of the Cavs it's the 47th year of the Nuggets where they secure that title um a dominating postseason run I mean they won their first series in five um against the Timberwolves they played the Suns beat them in six then they played the Lakers swept them then they played the Heat in the finals and one in five um, so they only saw one game six. They saw two game fives and one sweep. Absolutely dominating. Uh, Jokic led the playoffs. He's the first player ever to lead the entire playoffs in points, rebounds, and assists. Um, he won the unanimous finals MVP, 11-0. He's the first center to win finals MVP um, since Shaq in 2002. He's the first player to receive the final GP award since the passing of Bill Russell. Um, fittingly, it was a center. Um, shout out to Jamal Murray. Uh, Lisa Salter spoke about it like two years ago during this time. He could barely walk. And now he's an NBA champion. Shout out Michael Porter Jr. Led an up and down series, but really in the last couple of games showed his growth as a basketball player because his shot wasn't falling. He was rebounding. He was defending. He was working on the glass, doing whatever he could to still contribute to the team, even though the shot wasn't falling. Um, but he had multiple. He had three or four back surgeries. Uh, you got a guy like Bruce Brown that was cast out of Brooklyn. Um, you got a guy like Mike Malone, Coach Malone, who probably if he starts his career four years later, maybe fired already. Um, but it's his eighth year as a coach, and he secures his first NBA title. Um, shout out KCP. He's a he now has his second ring. Um, very key tribute role player. Ish Smith, thirteen years, thirteen teams. He's an NBA champion. Um, DeAndre Jordan, you know, spent those years in Lob City, had some other stops. He's now an NBA champion. You know, and it's Thomas Bryant, who requested a trade from the Lakers, uh, was slandered a little bit on social media when he really didn't play that much or at all. In um. Uh, in Denver, he's now an NBA champion. Uh, Christian Braun won a college, well, won the NCAA championship. Christian Brown, I'm sorry, won the NCAA championship last season. He now is an NBA champion this season. Um, you know, kudos to all those guys for missing anybody. My apologies, not my intent. Uh, but kudos to all those guys, man. Um, they say they've been dominating all year. Oh, I just remembered, I forgot one. Jeff Green. Um, long career. He had some scary stuff at the middle or early part of his career that could have ended his career. Um, put a little threat on his life. Um, he's not an NBA champion as well. Shout out Uncle Jeff Green. He's had some flashback dunk moments these past couple of years. Shout out him as well. Um, but the Nuggets were dominating all season, and they were the one seed. They took over from the Pelicans, the one seed, like in December. They haven't looked back since. They ran through the West and they took care of the Eastern champion. In five games, so I guess kind of what does look what what does the next few months 
in the totality of the landscape look like? Because Denver, if you're Denver, you're looking like we just run it back. You know, you may you may end up having to replace DeAndre Jordan, but you got Thomas Bryant already in the building. Um, you may end up having to replace Ish Smith, but he wasn't really a key contributor of any sort. So that's probably like a vet man, probably some more Christian Brown um, situation. You know, figure that out. But Jokic, Murray, Porter, and Gordon are all signed for at least another two seasons. Um, Christian Brown's on his rookie extension. Bruce Brown, that's probably a very negotiable contract. So is KCP. Like, there's no reason why Stan Kroenke shouldn't say, you know, let's go into the tax for the next couple of years and see if we can, how many years we can put together. Um, so absolutely a big up to them. Going to the Miami Heat, what do you do? You can't grow, literally and figuratively. Max Struess, I don't know what you do with that. Duncan Robinson, um, I don't know what you do with that. Tyler Hero didn't play. Still, I don't know what you do with that. Like the Miami Heat are in an interesting spot because now with team building, they have to figure out a way to team build and fill holes. They need a point guard. They need a dependable bucket and they need a big. I love Bam Adebayo. He's six foot nine. Um, so you need somebody that when you play a Jokic, when you play an Embiid, when you play a Giannis, that can sit there when those guys are healthy and bang with them and make their life difficult. Um, I just don't think Bam Adebayo is six nine can do that effectively. Um, quick side note: shout out Jamal Murray. He becomes the uh, fourth player to ever average twenty points and ten assists a game in the finals. He joins Magic Johnson, who did it in 87-88. Uh, Michael Jordan, who did it in 91. LeBron James, who did it in 17-18. And now, of course, Mr. Jamal Murray. So, absolutely monster accomplishment for him. He played incredibly well. Pretty much in a lot of finals and a lot of situations, he's the finals MVP. The issue is Nikola Jokic put up an amazing record-breaking playoffs, and he doubled down with it in the finals. Um, doing things from the center position that honestly shouldn't really be possible in terms of how he passed the ball, his feel for the ball, his command and control for the ball. It really shouldn't be possible how he does, how he plays the way he plays. Um, so uh, kudos to Jokic. You can say kudos to Mike Malone. Stan Kroenke's having a hell of a year and a half. He owns four American sports teams. They've all won a title in the last year and a half. Um, so Stan Kroenke's living on cloud 18 right now in terms of winning uh, championships. But now, um, let's take a look forward. You know, let's go with the first, let's say what the next month is going to look like. And then moving on into, let's say, next year in the NBA. Um, so for next month, we're going to start off with the two teams in the finals and kind of expand out to the league. Um, so for the next month, you have the Nuggets. I think they're on a mission. Resign the group back. Um, Mike Malone said the last step after a championship was a dynasty. I think they believe they can win a dynasty. They can make a dynasty. I believe they can make a dynasty. But the first step in doing that is to make sure you bring as many of your cohesive pieces back that contributed to your championship. Um, and so I think that that's what they do this offseason. They work their tails off to uh, secure their roster as best as possible. May do a couple small strategic acquisitions, but as much as possible, they um, contribute to their, uh, or they can 
they fight to re-sign their roster and to bring back and keep that cohesion. Then I feel the Miami Heat. I'm not sure what you do. I think Duncan Robinson has to get traded, but the issue is what you trade him for. Um, maybe him, Max Truth, and a pick might get you Miles Turner. Maybe that situation's kind of been rectified a little bit in Indiana. Um, it's amazing what a nice contract would do to the spirit and soul. Uh, but that con- that situation's rectified a little bit in Atlanta. Um, not Atlanta, Indiana. Sorry. Um, and so I don't know if Miles Turner is available right this second. There's Carl Anthony Towns rumors, um, but I don't think that they can offer enough to pry Carl Anthony Towns away from Minnesota. Because um, even though he's reportedly available, you still have to make a deal to where the team that's presenting him says it makes sense. Not like he's in free agency, but he can, you know, pick and choose wherever he wants to go. Um, Carl Anthony is pretty much tied into whatever Minnesota wants to do regardless of how he makes it feel, how he makes them feel about the situation. Um, so if you're Miami, you're looking to add size and dependable shooting and probably a point guard. Um, Kyle Aubrey 37. I don't know how many runs at this he's going to give it. Um, so I think that you're going to be looking to build a little more shooting, a little more size, and a point guard is going to be paramount to the success of the team next season. Expanding out to the league as a whole, we have the Kyrie Irving situation. Now, reportedly, if Houston doesn't come to a deal with James Harden, that they'll be looking to make Kyrie Irving their star. To me, the message is clear. Emi Adoka is saying, I need, super, I need superstars to win in this game. And so if you can't give me Harden, I'll go with Kyrie and then we'll add around Kyrie later. Um, it's obvious that they are trying to build a really good team really fast. But they're doing it and not sacrificing their youth. So I don't I wouldn't expect to see a lot of Jabari Smith, um, Kevin Porter, Jalen Green kind of packages unless we're talking, you know, Bradley Beal's available. Okay, now you gotta make some choices. But like I wouldn't I wouldn't expect a lot of um big, big packages. I think Kyra Irving's appealing uh, for that Houston team because they can get him in free agency and not have to offer up draft picks and draft capital, etc. To secure his services. Same thing with James Harden. Uh, it will be a reunion because Harden's had it to me his best years of his career in Houston. Uh, they ultimately didn't win due to some untimely injuries, but I think that Harden to Houston probably is the best case scenario for everybody. He kind of gets off the main championship title hunting thing. He can shoot a bunch of shots. Um, and I think it's the kind of the perfect mix and combination uh, for everybody involved that Harden ends up back in Houston. Fred Van Vliet. Uh, unsurprisingly turned out his $22.8 million player option. He's looking to get a long-term, fairly decent money extension, um, or a contract, rather. Um, And so he has unrestricted free agency, and he's probably going to have multiple suitors um, of playoff teams looking to procure his services. So all in all, it'll be a very interesting offseason for Fred Van Vliet. Um, Kind of that time to be perfectly recruited, um, to be wined and dined and taken care of uh, while you're trying to make your decision. And now, just for a little housekeeping news for me, um, as you guys know, after the final day, you take about a couple weeks break. Um, so look for me to record somewhere around the week of the 26th. That is right before the moratorium period in the NBA for NBA free agency. Of course, I'll be tweeting, I'll be Instagramming, Facebooking, all that stuff. 
uh, keeping you guys updated and informed about what I'm hearing in free agency, about what I'm hearing in the moratorium period, um, you know, what plans are going on from what teams, all that good stuff. Um, but it is going to be um, quiet in terms of podcasts for a couple of weeks. Like I said, the week of the 26th, I'll definitely be back because the NBA free agency is July 1, and I definitely do not want to be caught lacking um, for July 1 and NBA free agency. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Um, again, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets on securing the franchise's first ever in- NBA Finals. Congratulations to Nikola Jokic. Um, oh, wait, before I go. Jokic has officially entered that room. You know, I spoke about there's a small little room in the GOAT discussion that Kareem, LeBron, and Michael Jordan hang out in. In the international players room, in the Euro room, it's just Jokic. He's by himself. He, he's the guy. He's the greatest European player ever. Um, and then you have foreign players, international players in general. I still think he's behind Hakeem Olajuwon um, because Hakeem's got two rings. I don't know about the MVP count, but he has multiple defensive player of the years. He's generally regarded as one of the best defensive centers of all time, along his amazing footwork. I just got to give Hakeem the dream, the number one spot international uh, international players. But the Jokic might be two. Um, and then there's an all-time center room. Um, it has Kareem in there, Bill Russ is in there, Wilson in there, Hakeem in there, and Jokic is in there. Jokic is in the discussion for one of the greatest centers of all time. Uh, I would have him currently fifth. Um, off the top of my head, Russell, Will, Shaq, Hakeem. Russell, Will, Shaq, Hakeem, Kareem. Okay, so he, he, he's sixth in the most prestigious room being with big men. He's in that room now. He's the top six center ever. Um, so absolutely major kudos to Nikola Jokic. He's the best player on the planet. I give it up to him. The mantle is his. He's the best player on the planet. Um, like I said, he he's in that. He's the greatest European player ever. He's in the inner sanctum of centers. He is absolutely ridiculous. What he can do to basketball, scoring it, passing it, um, defending it. He he just blatantly will take a kickball because you you can't get teched up. You can't get teed up kicking the ball. So there's a pass back door. Jokic won't bend down to get it. Just kick it. Um, it's a pretty effective strategy to backdoor cuts and things. Could keep the ball out of bounds. Um, but congratulations, nonetheless, to Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Coach Mike Malone, and the rest of the Denver Nuggets organization, owner Stan Kroenke. Um, kudos to you all. Oh, absolutely great NBA season. Uh, Twitter is talking about the season was so funny. It was a very unserious season. Things happened this season. I never thought I would see on the NBA court. Never thought I would hear about it on the NBA court um, or right off the court. Uh, absolutely insane year. But that's what makes the NBA so great. Um, so if you're an NBA fan, come back here next year. Get all your NBA talk. If you're just a general sports fan, again, in two weeks, we'll be rolling, cranking back up with podcasts. Um, going to be the week of June 26th to get you guys ready for the moratorium period in the NBA. But again, I'll be tweeting Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff throughout the day anyway. But again, this is all I have for you today. Um, congratulations again are in order to the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic 
Uh, absolutely amazing performance. Uh, so kudos to them. But again, like I said, that's all I have for you today. Uh, this is your host, Justin Jackson, signing out.